Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It is good to be back. I took a couple of weeks off to visit my sister's family. She just had baby number five. And so I went up to Nebraska and spent a couple of weeks with them. So we're back now. We're going to have kind of a short episode today. Um, mainly because I'm still recovering from being gone for two weeks and adjusting to being full-time newly as well. So lots going on, but wanted to hop on here and just talk about speech and cancel culture and misinformation a little bit in light of all that's been going on with Joe Rogan. So just quickly an overview of what's going on there. Joe Rogan has a very popular podcast. He gets around 11 million downloads per episode and his episodes are around three hours long. It's insane that that many people download and listen to such long episodes. And he has people on from all walks of life and all viewpoints. So, I mean, his podcast is very diverse. And recently, it's gotten even more attention and come under fire because he had two doctors on that a lot of people, well, I say a lot of people, um, people in the mainstream media and in the government did not like. Um, one of the doctors is a top cardiologist in the country and the other is very involved. He's one of the inventors of the mRNA technology, which is in some of the vaccines. I believe he owns like nine or 10 patents on it. So this is a huge part of his life work. They are both very knowledgeable and successful in their fields. They are not anti-vax. Both of them are vaccinated and they just presented an honest and well-rounded conversation of some of the risks that are involved with the vaccine, as well as risk of COVID. They backed it up with a lot of research and data and studies. This is not just them giving their opinion. These guys, they were just honest, something that we're not getting from the mainstream media and our government. And those podcasts garnered a, a lot of views because of that, because people, they want information. They, they want the truth. That doesn't mean that they are going to not get vaccinated or that they are. They just, they just want the truth. They just want to know. So these podcasts were, these two podcasts were very popular and people got very upset over them. Um, and called for Joe Rogan to be deplatformed. And we heard it from artists such as Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, somebody named India Ari, who I have no idea who she is. And honestly, I've never listened to Neil Young or Joni Mitchell. The only reason I don't know about Joni Mitchell is because I watched You've Got Mail and they talk about her on there. So these artists are not super popular or relevant, but then you have people like uh, Harry and Megan coming out, but who honestly really cares what they think, like hardly anybody, nobody. And so you had several people coming out and saying they need to be deplatformed. And if you don't deplatform him, then we're going to leave. But Spotify has a $100 million deal with Joe Rogan. So I don't think he's going anywhere as of right now. So that's kind of what's been going on. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about tonight is just some of the arguments coming from the side that is not a huge fan base. Again, I've, I haven't listened to a lot of his episodes. I did listen to those two episodes. I've listened to some other ones, but he's not like on my regular podcast rotation. 
something that I found very interesting. I spent a lot of time going through some Instagram Instagram threads tonight because I wanted to see what does the other side have to say? Like, why are they so mad that these guys got on and just shared more information? And um, they really don't have good arguments for that. But one of the um, things that I thought was kind of amusing, but also very frustrating is that several of the people in these comments threads admitted to never having listened to his podcast or in particular these two episodes and said that they definitely never would listen to these episodes or his podcast. So they have very strong opinions on something that they know absolutely nothing about. All they are doing is parroting talking points that they have been told by their government and by their media that they should be parroting. So there's that. I I mean, it's so frustrating, I feel like, um, because I've had people come at me and tell me, oh, you definitely need to like study the other side or you definitely need to read these books. Okay. Number one, how do you know I'm not? And number two, like, are you taking your own advice? It doesn't sound like they are. And just for clarification here, I read and listen to a lot of the other side. Um, I'm like on Instagram looking at accounts and listening to that I don't agree with and going through the comment threads so that I can hear what the other side has to say. So there's that. One of the arguments that I see though, is that these companies are within their right to censor information and deplatform people because they are private companies. So no one's constitutional right to free speech is being threatened here because it's not the government doing the censoring or deplatforming is these private companies. Fair enough, sort of. Um, the government, we see Jen Psaki and Joe Biden encouraging platforms to take action against quote misinformation and to think that this doesn't have any effect on these companies' decisions, well, I, that's just naive. It does. These are huge, massive companies. They are impacted by policies and legislations and things like that. So it's just naive to think that when our government is calling for these companies to censor people, to censor information, that that doesn't have any effect on these companies and the decisions that they're making. So number one, that's naive. And, um, we have this principle in our country that people should have the freedom to speak, to express their opinions, to express their ideas, even if they may be wrong. And these platforms were built for the purpose of communication, kind of like our telephones are. Um, we have the ability to talk to whoever we want to on our phones to talk about whatever we want to on our phones. We have that ability right now anyways, without that freedom being taken away. These platforms were built for the purpose of communication, for sharing ideas, for sharing opinions. Does that mean that all the ideas, all the opinions and all the information that gets put out there is going to be correct? Obviously not. Does that mean that that those opinions or those ideas or that information should be censored? 
I don't think so. And another um, point in the argument that I see being made is this idea of the free market of ideas, where conservatives believe that we should people should be able to put their ideas and their opinions out there and let the free market kind of debate and argue and weed them out and find out what's good and what's not good and what's true and what's not true. And the argument is being made that this is the free market at work saying, we don't like these ideas, so they need to go away. That's not really exactly how the free market works. Um, just because you don't like an idea, that doesn't mean that it should be completely suppressed or that companies should censor that. The idea of the free market is that this stuff will happen more naturally, that if people don't like what Joe Rogan has to say, then they won't listen to his show and he will lose his audience, he'll lose his followers, he'll start losing his revenue, that this, it will naturally kind of take care of itself. That's more how the free market works. It's not that we call on big tech and big government to censor people, to deplatform them, to cancel them, essentially. Another argument I saw being made is that if you work for a company and you were hateful to a customer or a fellow employee, you know, maybe you called them ugly and fat or accused them of something that you don't have the freedom as an employee within a company to say whatever you want to your coworkers or to clients and that a company can fire you for things that you say. That's true. Okay. And it, it, doesn't always have to, a company doesn't always have to necessarily go into detail about what you can and can't say. There are such things as social norms and expectations within certain environments, within places such as the workplace or within places such as the church, because people get into the topic of, um, people being asked to leave their church because their beliefs don't align or they're they're teaching things that don't align with the doctrine of the their church and so they're asked to leave so i'm seeing like all these different kinds of arguments for like church and workplace that is completely different these are not equivalent you're talking about a workplace environment or a church environment it's not the same as a platform that is built for the sake of communication for people to share on So it's not quite the same thing um, for getting fired for maybe speech at work. I don't know. I don't, for the most part, I don't think people should be fired for their political views. Maybe there is a place for that, depending on the type of organization that you're working for, because there are companies and organizations. Okay, I work for an organization that has very specific religious beliefs and um, goals that also fall within the realm of politics that are debated. So, you know, I kind of have to respect that. I can't just say anything that I want there. If I disagree politically or religiously, then it's 
on me to leave. It's not on them to keep me there if I am not aligned with the mission and goals of that company. I hope that makes sense. It's really late at right night right now um, as I'm doing this podcast. So hopefully that makes sense, but it's not the same. It's not an equivalent. Okay. It's, there's two totally separate issues that we're dealing with there. When this platform is built for communication versus you are working for a company and you should respect your coworkers or you should respect your clients. Um, we're going to leave it at that. Something else I thought was interesting is a lot of these same people are arguing that cancel culture doesn't exist, especially because some of these people that have been quote canceled are totally fine. If Joe Rogan, if Spotify chose to get rid of Joe Rogan, he would be totally fine. He's already had an offer from Rumble and he would probably have other offers from other places or he could start his own thing and chances are he might even be more successful than he is on Spotify. So that's the argument we made. So like there's no way that you can, we can say he's canceled because He's got these other offers or opportunities that would still allow him to be successful. Another example is Gina Carano, who was canceled for her quote that was taken out of context. She was canceled or fired from Disney and the Daily Wire picked her up. So therefore, she wasn't truly canceled because she, the Daily Wire picked her up and she's experiencing success over here. Or the case of Megan Kelly, she has a very successful show now. So they're saying because these people are successful and have been able to find another path in spite of being fired or canceled. Um, someone else I think of is Dr. Christina, Christina, I don't know if it's Christina, Christina Crenshaw, who lost her job as a professor at Baylor because of her view on trans issues. Um, I think of Jordan Peterson and um, the Brett Weinstein and his wife, who's, I can't remember her name right now, um, Carol M. Swain. These are professors in colleges who basically canceled or lost their job or were kind of forced out because of things that they said, positions that they held. And they've been able to bounce back, essentially, and find other platforms, create other career paths and avenues. So people are saying because of that, because some of them are making even more money than they were before, therefore they weren't canceled. That really, just because someone is successful in another avenue does not mean that they weren't canceled. Again, this is us having this attitude of penalizing people for being successful in this country um, and having a bad attitude towards those people who are able to find their way back after a hard time. Um, So we still have, even though these people have been able to still find success in their careers or another avenue in their life, or still find a way for their voice to be heard and their opinion to be shared, there's still the call for them to be silenced and platformed was still there. 
So some people are arguing that cancellation is not being taken place, that people are just being held accountable for their words and their positions, and that they are just facing the consequences of that. Okay, everything that we say or do in this life has some kind of consequence, whether that be positive or negative. So, okay, you can make that argument. Um, Here's the thing. Joe Rogan, one of those podcasts, I believe it was the one with Dr. Malone, had something like 50 million downloads. The mainstream media hates that. They hate that. CNN is not even getting a million views on their primetime shows right now. They're getting like 800,000 views. They can't even come close to a normal download, the number of downloads that Joe Rogan gets on just like a normal episode, let alone one with 50 million downloads. They can't touch that. They hate that. This is the free marketplace of ideas at work. People are choosing to go get their news and information from other sources because mainstream media has not been honest. And our politicians, a lot of them have not been honest. And big pharma has made so much freaking money off of these vaccines already. Um, it's not just purely for your good. There is profits at stake here for big pharma and big government and the media here. So what we are seeing is a free marketplace of ideas at work and the left doesn't like it. They are essentially being held accountable and facing the consequences of their actions of their words, of their positions. Okay, the fringe minority that they're always talking about is not so fringe and minority as they say it is, or that maybe a lot of people think. Um, You are not alone in the questions that you are asking and the beliefs and positions that you hold. There are more out there, and we are seeing that right now with the protests going on in Canada. Okay. So many people just want to have the freedom to make their own decisions. They want to be able to have the freedom to share their opinions, share their voice, and to receive honest information. And, you know, people are calling saying that we need to censor misinformation. The problem with that is that a lot of things that were treated as misinformation a few months ago and that people were being deplatformed for have actually proven to be true. I've seen this recently in a study that came out from John Hopkins University that said lockdowns were ineffective and may have, in fact, caused more harm than good. Um, the information on cloth mask and other type of mask not working or being effective, um, the information that masking children is necessary when clearly it is not, the information that vaccines prevent transmission when clearly they don't, that natural immunity is inferior when it is not, and that the virus could have come from a lab. Um, it's more 
more information, as more information comes out, it seems that that is the most likely possibility. So all these things that were misinformation just a few months ago that people were being deplatformed for and that Instagram, Facebook and all and Twitter are like putting up these warnings and hiding posts or taking them down completely. These things have turned out to be true. So how do we know what's misinformation? It changes all the time. Um, how do we, how can we have an honest discussion about what are good ideas and what are bad ideas and what's opinion, good opinions are not, what's true and what's not, if we're not able to have these discussions, because the more discussion that we're able to have, the more research and data that comes out, oftentimes ideas and opinions and information changes. And on that note of the misinformation. We're going to close out with this. This podcast actually ended up being longer than I thought it was going to be. I thought it would be like less than 10 minutes, but here we are. One of the claims and arguments that a lot of these people in these posts and comments are making is that misinformation hurts people. And so therefore censorship is justified. Like misinformation even kills people. And that if we really care for people, then we will censor this information and we will deplatform these people who are sharing the misinformation or differing viewpoints. The problem with that is like, as we just noted, a lot of what was considered misinformation before has proven to be correct. And a lot of harm has come out of the policies created from that misinformation. There's a lot of harm that was created because of lockdowns from an economic level, from a social level, suicides are up, depression, anxiety, murder, abuse, tons of things. There is data coming out about uh, the negative effects of masking from both a health standpoint, from a social standpoint, from a developmental standpoint, how this is affecting our kids, um, more information is coming out about the risk associated with vaccines. There was an article that just came out recently saying that there should be more time between shots and that maybe that's one of the reasons that people are experiencing heart conditions is because the, the shots are too close together. Um, so they are acknowledging like, yes, this is causing heart problems for people and that maybe we've been doing this wrong. So a lot of harm has been done due to the suppression of information, the inability to have conversations and debates and from people just not being able to ask questions or do the research because if they present a different side or they present risk or they ask questions, then they're labeled conspiracy theorists or anti-vaxxers or something else. And they are silenced. There's attempt, there have been attempts by government to silence these people and attempts from the media and attempts from the mob. And that's what's hurting people. We need to be able to have our voice. We need to be able to ask questions, share our opinions. People have the ability to think for themselves and we need to allow them to do that. So that's where we're going to end that today. We'll probably talk about this more at some point because this is not, these issues, these, these issues aren't going away. So 
we'll have ample opportunity to dig into them more. Those are just some things that I've been seeing floating around the socials. So anyways, hope that was helpful, helpful for you guys. Hope it gives you something to think about and we will be back next week. If you guys ever have any suggestions on something that you would like to talk about on the podcast here, just go to my Instagram and drop me a message there. Definitely happy to consider it and dig into some of that information for you. So anyways, have a good rest of your week and I'll talk to you guys later.